The following message is brought to you by the teaching and preaching ministry of the Ambassador Baptist Church and Pastor Joshua Ermler. The Gospel of John, chapter number 13. The Gospel of John, chapter number 13. I'm going to begin reading in verse number 13. I'll read down through verse number 17. And then we are going to have the opportunity just to have Pastor Nick come and bring us the word here this morning. So let's spend some time. Gospel of John, chapter number 13, uh, inside your service program that you should have received on your way in, there's a guide that you can use to follow along with. I hope it'll be a help to you as we study the Bible together this morning. If you are physically able, I'd like to invite you to stand here as we spend a moment in the Word of God looking at the Gospel of John, chapter number 13. We'll begin in verse number 13. The Word of God says in the Gospel of John, chapter number 13, and verse number 13. You call me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If ye know these things, notice this, happy are ye. How many of you want to be happy? Notice what it says, happy are ye if ye do them. In just a moment, uh, Pastor Nick is going to bring a sermon simply entitled, Serving Like Jesus. All right, thank you, Pastor. You know, as parents, uh, we tend to think, we tend to focus on and we tend to share the great things that our kids do. And I'm definitely no exception to this. Uh, whenever I see Nicholas do something and it makes me smile or, you know, warms my heart, I'll tend to share it on Facebook. I'll, I've even shared it while I'm preaching before. Uh, I love to do that. And I think as parents, we all love to do that. We love to share the great thing our kids do. I really like to do it because, to be honest with you, I tend to think my son is pretty awesome. Um, he's great. Those of you that know little Nicholas, everybody says, oh, he's so cute. He's so awesome. But let's get real for a moment, right? Babies, kids. Children, they tend to be among some of the most selfish individuals on the planet, right? Like my son, he's, he is no exception to this. I love him to death, but he is one selfish little booger. I tell you, when he wants food, he wants it right now. It doesn't matter if it's convenient for mom and dad. It doesn't matter if he just ate dinner and his little belly is like so full he can't fit anything else in. If he wants food, he wants it, and he wants it right away. When he wants you to hold him, it doesn't matter if you have a ton of stuff in your arms. It doesn't matter if you're right in the middle of doing something. He will crawl over to you and try and climb up on you and make sure you know, Dad, Mom, you need to hold me right now, right? He's selfish. My son also loves to look at himself in the mirror. He loves to see pictures of himself or videos of himself. In our bedroom, we have a a mirror on the back of our door, and he loves to crawl over to it and just look at himself. He'll make faces at himself. He'll smile at himself. Sometimes he'll be like, ah, and scream with all his body and then crack himself up and laugh. It's hilarious, right? But he just, he loves to look at himself. Well, the other day, uh, Dylan, Wesley and Rachel Goldsboro, a little baby, he was over, and Dylan discovered the mirror. And Dylan was having a grand old time looking at himself in the mirror until Nicholas noticed. Nicholas immediately made a beeline over to where Dylan was at, looking at himself at what Nicholas thought was his mirror. And I think we have a video of how it resulted. This is Nicholas. It's going to loop here. That's, that's my son. Grabbing Dylan by the face, shoving him on the floor, saying, no, that is my mirror. My son is selfish. I mean, there's a bully epidemic going on. I think we're all aware of it. My son is guilty. I need to apologize and confess that before you all. My son is a bully. You know, the truth is, though, apart from Jesus Christ, we're all selfish. 
we all want what we want, and we want it right now. Apart from Jesus Christ, without God's grace doing a work in our hearts and in our lives, all of us tend to be really focused on ourselves. We want to be served instead of serving others. My one-year-old has never got up in the morning and said, Hey, Dad, don't worry about it. I got breakfast this morning. Mainly because he doesn't have the motor skills to do it. But, I mean, apart from Christ, that's, that's how we all are, though. We all want to be served rather than serve. And if we're to be honest, we'll, we'll be okay with serving other people as long as it's convenient, right? Well, you know, I can squeeze that into my schedule. I can make that fit here. So, yeah, I, I can serve if it's convenient. Or if it's a really good friend and I really get along with this person, you bet. I have no problem doing something for them. Or if it's going to make me look good, absolutely I'll serve. You bet. I will, I will be right there to do it if it's going to make me look good. But the truth is, apart from Jesus Christ, we would much rather be served than to serve. In Jesus' day, here in John 13, it was customary to serve visitors when they came over to your house by washing their feet. That was the normal thing to do. When somebody would come over to your house, or if you, many of you, you're going to go over to your Connection Group Bible study leader's house or somebody else in your Connection Group's house uh, this afternoon and this evening. In Bible times, it would be customary for when you enter that house, the servants of the house, to wash your feet. That was part of the custom. It was part of tradition. In fact, to not wash your visitor's feet would have been rude. It would have been a culturally unacceptable thing. And oftentimes, it was always the lowest-ranking servant's job. So among a household, there would be different-ranking servants, and some servants would be literally in charge of the entire household. You'll see that with Joseph in the Old Testament. But there's also going to be the servants who are kind of like on the low end of the totem pole, so to speak. Those are the guys that normally got the foot-washing jobs. This wasn't the manager of the house's jobs. This was like the lowest-ranking, like not even on JV, he's like freshman. Like that's their job. The lowest-ranking servant's job was to wash the feet. But as you'll notice, and as you read the verses before John 13, you'll find um, that the Last Supper, this Passover meal, was in a rented room. So there were no servants to wash the people's feet. There was a need, but there wasn't anybody whose job was to meet that need. There was a need, and there was nobody available to meet that need. You would think one of the disciples would step up, but the disciples, so often like we are, were more concerned about their own position in the kingdom rather than being a server. And so Jesus, in an incredible act of selflessness, gets down and he washes his disciples' feet. And in one incredible act of love and humility, Jesus serves others, which kind of leads us to our theme this morning. Really simple. Our theme for the message is serving is not about us. And I know you say, okay, yeah, we, we know that. We know that, Pastor Nick. Obviously, serving is not about us. All of us would say that, but as we dig into this passage this morning, I think we're going to find that many of us, myself included, don't live it. We make serving about us. Let's look at three barriers this morning that Jesus broke through so that he could serve others. Three barriers that, if we were to be honest, oftentimes keep us from serving. Three barriers that Jesus broke through so that he could serve others. Let's look at verse number one of John 13. The Bible says, now before the feast of the Passover, let's zero in on this next phrase. Jesus knew that his hour was come. Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world. He loved them unto the end. I want to really zone in on that phrase. Jesus knew his hour would come. Jesus knew what was about to happen. Jesus was fully aware. It was in his mind that he was about to be crucified for the sins of mankind. Which leads us to our first thought this morning. Jesus did not allow, he broke through this barrier. He did not allow his circumstances to keep him from serving. Jesus broke through the barrier of his circumstances 
and he did not allow that to keep him from serving. Let's face it, this was most of us. This was me, if this was you. If you knew in your mind, you were thinking about the fact that you were about to be crucified for the sins of humanity. I mean, if that's me, I'm totally playing my get out of foot washing free card. I'm, just, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm, I'm about to die for everybody, okay? That's service enough, right? But not Jesus. Jesus did not allow his circumstances to keep him from serving other people. And the fact is, Jesus, he demonstrated this kind of service throughout his ministry. Jesus was always not allowing his circumstances to keep him from serving. In the book of Matthew chapter 14, the Bible says, when Jesus heard it, what did Jesus hear? He heard of John the Baptist dying. Jesus is facing a loss in Matthew 13 here. When Jesus heard it, he parted thence by ship into a desert place apart. You see, when Jesus heard that John the Baptist was dying, literally he wanted to go be by himself. He wanted to get alone. He wanted to spend time with his father. He wanted to pray. He wanted to grieve. His circumstances were pushing him away from the crowds. But as the crowds followed him, the Bible says Jesus went forth, and when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them, and he healed their sick. A few verses later, we're going to find one of the most well-known miracles in all the Bible, one we heard growing up, the feeding of the 5,000. Jesus' circumstances and all earthly reasons should have kept him from doing it. If that was us, if that's me, Nick Minerva, the introverted Nick Minerva, I'm, you bet I am nowhere to be found. I would have hid. The crowds would not have found me, I promise. But not Jesus. Jesus did not allow his circumstances to keep him from serving. And so oftentimes our circumstances keep us from serving. Well, it's just not a good time. Ah, oh, I'm just really busy. You know, I, I got this thing going on with work. You know, I got the family. I got the kids. I got all these sports. I got all these different things I have to do. I just, I just don't have time to serve. We allow our circumstances to be a barrier that keeps us from serving. The truth is, though, when we truly understand the pain that Jesus endured to serve us, when I understand that Jesus did not allow his circumstances, when I allow that Jesus, even, even in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, Lord, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But he did not allow his circumstances to keep him from serving. When we truly understand the pain Jesus endured to serve us, we then will be fully liberated to serve others, even when it's not convenient. And so oftentimes, we'll serve on our own terms. We'll serve if it's convenient. You bet. But what about when it's not convenient? What about when our circumstances will say, no, this probably isn't a good time to serve? Imagine what would be going through your mind if you knew you were about to die for the sins of humanity. Here in our text, the Bible says Jesus knew that his hour was come. He was fully aware that he's about to die for the sins of mankind. And yet he lovingly served those around him. Uh, about two weeks ago, I needed to film a really quick spot for a video we were going to show in church and so I sent Curtis a text message. I said, hey, Kurt, can you just, it'll just take a real quick minute. Can you come and can you film this for me? He said, yeah, sure, no problem. And he came, and we were getting set up to film, and I looked at him, and the guy looked like white as a ghost. I was like, Kurt, are you all right? He's like, no, I'm, I'm really sick. I'm actually, I'm, after I film this, I'm going to go to uh, the urgent care and get checked out. I was like, dude, what are you doing? You're sick. Go home. <laughs> the truth is, Kurt did not allow his circumstances to keep him from serving. Even though his circumstances, a lot of us would say probably should have. He probably should have gone home. But Kurt realized that serving is not about us. It's not about me. When Jesus Christ is working through us, we can serve even when our circumstances don't allow. When we surrender to the Spirit of Christ, we can break through the barrier of our circumstances and be a blessing to others. We can serve others. Not only did Jesus not allow his circumstances to keep him from serving, but look at verse number 2. The Bible says, and supper being ended, get this, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. 
So literally at this moment, dinner's over. The devil now puts it on Judas's heart to betray Jesus Christ to his death. Verse number 10, Jesus saith unto him, he's talking to Peter, he that has washed needeth not to save to wash his feet, but is clean every way. And ye are clean, but not all. Verse 11, for he knew who should betray him. Therefore he said, ye are not all clean. Not only did Jesus know what was going to happen, he also knew who was in the room. The Bible says Jesus knew Judas was about to betray him to his death, and yet Jesus washed Judas's feet anyway, which leads us to the next barrier that Jesus broke that we see. Jesus did not allow undeserving people to keep him from serving. Jesus did not allow undeserving people to get through him. Jesus knew that Judas was about to betray him to his death, and Jesus washed his feet anyway. When I think about serving people who maybe take advantage of you or people that you know, society would deem was unworthy. I can't help but think of Cindy. You know, a couple months ago, there was a, a homeless man. He came to the church, and he needed a coat. And we didn't have one, but Cindy literally just gave him the sweater right off her back. He said, here you go. And, and many of you have heard this story. She didn't realize at the moment, but her, her iPhone was in it. And it, it wasn't just a toy to her. She used it for ministry. She uses it to serve people, and that was a big deal. And she went, and she tried to get it back, but the guy wouldn't give it back to her. He claimed he didn't have it. You know, if that was me, I would have been like, Forget this thing. You know, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm not going to serve. The guy took my phone. <laughs> he doesn't deserve it. But that hasn't stopped her from continuing to serve, and that didn't stop Jesus from continuing to serve others. And the truth is, none of us have a person in our life right now who in the next 24 hours we know will betray us to our death. If you do, you need to call the police. None of us, no, not, none of us, none of us have somebody in our life who we are consciously aware. Jesus knew Judas was going to betray him to his death. None of us have a person in our life who's going to betray us to our death within the next 24 hours. And yet so oftentimes, we allow little things to keep us from serving others. Ah, oh, they don't deserve it. Ah, oh, they didn't smile at me. Ah, oh, they didn't invite me to their connection group activity. Ah, oh, this, ah, oh, that. No, 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 no. When the Spirit of Christ is working through us, we can serve people who we don't like. We can serve people who don't like us. We can serve people who are very much against what we believe and against what we stand for and against the truths of the Word of God that we hold dear. And, and when you look around at society, those people are becoming more and more vocal. But the truth is, when Christ is working through us, we can serve and we can love people even when they are undeserving. When was the last time any of us served somebody who we did not get along with? You see, it, it, it's easy to serve. It's easy to serve my wife. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah, that works out for me. How about people who are, no matter what you do, they're not going to make your life happy? What about serving people who don't like you, who don't agree with you, who are very much against what you're for? How about serving them? How about serving people who you know can do nothing in return for you? Jesus did not allow undeserving people to keep him from serving. The truth is, none of us deserve anything from God except his wrath and his judgment. It's a hard truth, but it's the truth nonetheless. I can get really hung up on, ah, oh, this person doesn't deserve this, and this person doesn't deserve that, and they treated me this way. And you know what? I'm right. They don't deserve to be served. The only thing any of us deserve is to face the wrath of God. Apart from Jesus Christ, that, that's, that's it. That's where we're at. But God loves us so much, he serves us anyway. 
And when the spirit of Christ is flowing through our lives, we, like Jesus, can serve the Judases in our life. We, like Jesus, can serve those who we would deem undeserving. The Bible says in 1 Peter 4.10, as every man has received the gift, let me ask you, did we earn the gift? No. Did we do something to deserve that gift? Did we do something to deserve our salvation? No. As every man has received the gift, even so minister the same to those who didn't earn it, to those who don't deserve it. Even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Literally, God is calling us to be stewards of his grace. God is calling us to be stewards of the grace that he has so freely given to us. And the the truth is, without Jesus Christ, we can't do that. Uh, Apart from God, there's there's, there's no way. I'm too selfish. But as we have received the gift, how did we receive the gift? By grace through faith. When I, by faith, realize the same Jesus that served Judas is living inside of me and his Holy Spirit wants to enable me to serve, then I can. Then I can be a servant of God's grace. Why? Because it's not me. It's yielding to Christ so that he can serve others through me. It takes a heart that is yielded to Christ and that is enabled by the Holy Spirit to truly serve an undeserving person. When we allow the life of Christ to flow through us, each of us in our own specific context, whatever that's going to look like in your workplace, in your family, However God is going to lead you to do that, when you are surrendered to Christ, he is going to serve the undeserving through you. He is going to break that barrier in your life so that you can serve those who we would think are undeserving. Christ did not allow his circumstances to keep him from serving. He did not allow undeserving people to keep him from serving. Lastly, let's notice the last thought this morning. Let's look at verses 12 through 17. So after he had washed their feet and taken up his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye ought also to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example, that ye should do as I have done unto you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. Now, whenever I read that verse, I'm kind of like, um, duh, the servant's not greater than his Lord? That's obvious. But then Jesus, I, I love what he does here. He says, neither is he that has sent you greater than he that sent me. If you know these things, happy or do them. Jesus is saying, if you truly get who Jesus is, he can serve. The master of the universe can serve. And he wants to do that through us. Which leads us to our last thought this morning. Jesus did not allow his position to keep him from serving. You call me master and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. What was the position of Jesus? He is master. He is the Messiah. He is the creator of the universe. And here we see him washing dirty, stinky feet. I mean, if we were to draw up a job description for the master of the universe, I don't think any of us are going to put on the task list foot washing. Wash stinky people's feet who don't like you. No, no, none of us would expect the master of the universe to do that. And yet Jesus, in this incredible act of humility, washes feet. The truth is, so often we shy away from serving other people or we'll shy away from serving because it's not my job. Well, uh, you know, no, no, that, that, that's, that's not my job. I don't want to do that. that. You know, somebody else can do that. We might say, well, you know, Pastor Nick, that's not my gift. I don't think anybody really would get excited about washing feet. It's humiliating. It's literally the lowest-ranking servant's job. And here the master of the universe is doing it. The creator of the universe is doing it. None of us would like to do that. And yet when Christ is working through us, we will. 
And an incredible act of humility and service, Jesus demonstrates what it really means to take responsibility. And Jesus wants to break through this barrier in our hearts. He wants to break through this barrier of it's not my job, it's not my responsibility. He wants to break through that barrier in your heart and in your life so that he can serve others through you. He shows us what it truly means to love and serve. Uh, almost every Sunday morning, if you come a half hour, an hour early, you'll see Matt Menzi out here sweeping these sidewalks. Now, Matt Menzi, it could be really easy for him to say, well, I'm a ministry coordinator. I'm a connection group Bible study leader. I don't have to sweep the sidewalks. And yet every week, you'll see him out there sweeping the sidewalks. Why? Because serving is not about us. And when Jesus Christ is working through an individual, they will serve even though it's seemingly beneath them, even though it's, quote, unquote, not their job, it's not my place. When Christ is working through us, we will serve. You see, the truth is most of us don't have a problem serving or doing something when it's not on our job description that we like. If I was to go to the Connection Group Bible study leaders in my next meeting and said, all right, I know this isn't in your guys' job description, but we're starting a new ministry, and I need one of you to do it. It's called the Ministry of um, Watching ESPN. No problem. I got that one, right? How about the Ministry of Coffee? Yes, I will do that ministry. I will serve that sweet nectar of life to everybody, right? That's easy. How about Ministry of Changing Diapers in the Nursery? Okay. Uh, that's how it goes, though, isn't it? Ministry of Serving Kids in Kidsville. Uh, cricket, cricket. Jesus did not allow his position, master, creator, Lord of the universe, to keep him from serving, in all honesty, a demeaning way, in a humbling way, in really a humiliating way. Sometimes we'll say, that's not my gift. That's, 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 not, that's not my job. That's not my position. And we've allowed our position to become a barrier to serving. We've made serving about us. But the truth is, Jesus Christ wants to break through that barrier in your heart today. Jesus Christ broke through that barrier time and time again. I mean, think about it. The cross is the ultimate demonstration of taking responsibility. Jesus didn't die for his sin, but he willingly did it anyway. And when Christ is working in us, we will break through the barrier of our position. A continual hesitation to serve others is an indicator that our hearts have not been gripped by the gospel of Jesus Christ. When we realize, man, Christ has done so much to serve me, and I am undeserving, it wasn't convenient, his circumstances, I'm sure, didn't really make it easy for him to die, his circumstances didn't make it easy for him to wash people's feet, we definitely didn't make it easy, Judas was about to betray him to his death, and he did not allow his position, I mean, all of us, if we were to be honest, we say, yes, washing feet is beneath the master of the universe, and yet he lovingly did it anyway. When we realized how much Christ has done for us, we realize Christ has given me so much. He has served me so much. Our hearts will become gripped, and we will serve. The very same Jesus Christ that washed the disciples' feet lives inside of you, and he wants to break through these barriers and serve through you. He wants to break through the barrier of circumstances. He wants to break through the barrier of undeserving people. He wants to break through the barrier of our position, and he wants to serve others through us. John 13, 15, for I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. The servant is not greater than his Lord, neither is he that sent greater than he that sent them. John 5, or Galatians 5, 13, for brethren, ye have been called to liberty. Yes, we love our liberty. Amen. But get this, 
only use not your liberty as an occasion to flesh, but by love serve one another. God has freed us from the bonds of sin so we can serve others. The truth is, in our homes, with the love of Christ flowing through us, we can serve one another. In our workplaces, with the love of Christ flowing through me, with the grace of Jesus flowing through me, I can serve one another. Here in our church, we can serve one another because the love of Christ is flowing through us. And in our community, by love, we can serve one another. And get the last verse. If you know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. When a person is completely overwhelmed by what Christ has done for them and totally yielded to the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, and recklessly serves those around him, it's amazing the kind of joy that produces in a person's heart. When all I can think about is what God has done for me, and when my heart is so overwhelmed with how he has served me, even though I didn't deserve it, even though I deserved his wrath, when I'm totally and completely overwhelmed by them, I'm going to serve other people, and it's going to produce this amazing joy in our hearts and lives. It's a joy that can't be faked. It can't be manufactured. In fact, if I were to be honest, when I serve and I get frustrated in my service, and I'm like, oh, i got to do this again, and oh, man, the checking computers didn't work again. When I get frustrated, that's a strong indicator that I'm serving like Nick Minerva, not like Jesus Christ. Because he says, happy are you if you do this. If Christ is working through you and Christ is going to be working in you, there's going to be this amazing joy that overflows and that joy is an indicator that that is not you but that is christ working through you that is the spirit of god serving through you i want you to imagine a church that is so overwhelmed by what god has done for them our hearts are so gripped by the gospel of jesus christ that it doesn't matter if it's inconvenient it doesn't matter if it's not our position it doesn't matter if they deserve it because we're happy to take up our cross and follow him Imagine a church that is so gripped with what God has done for them that we recklessly serve those who come in contact with us. We recklessly go out into our community and serve them and show them the love of Christ. When we come home for work, men, and we're exhausted and we've had a long day of work and all we want to do is be served, imagine recklessly allowing the Spirit of Christ to serve through you in our homes, to serve through you in our families, to serve through you here in our church. Lots of opportunities to serve here at our church. If you need more information, please stop by the kiosk on the way out. Lots of ways. Lots of ways. I get an email about once a week. Please pray for more nursery workers. Lots of ways to serve. And when the Spirit of Christ is working through us, we're going to have a heart that wholeheartedly and recklessly with complete abandon just serves Jesus Christ. Because it's not about us. It's all about him and seeing him glorified. No, it's not always easy. It's not always convenient. Often we do get nothing in return this side of heaven. But imagine a church who is so overwhelmed with Jesus Christ and what he has done for them that just can't help it. Imagine the kind of impact we could make on a city by just allowing Christ to flow through us and allowing him to serve those around us and to serve the undeserving in our city and to serve the people who don't like us and who hate us in our city. We can recklessly serve them. The spirit of your serving Savior, the spirit of my serving Savior is inside of you. And since he has served, he knows how to give you exactly what you need so you can serve others. 
Christ is in us, and he wants to break these barriers through in our own hearts. He wants to bust through these barriers in our life. He demonstrated it, and he's living inside of us, and he has called us to allow him to break through these barriers as well. And he promises, when you do this, there is so much joy and happiness to be found in him. Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by the teaching and preaching ministry of the Ambassador Baptist Church. If this message was a blessing to you, please consider leaving us a review or sharing the message on social media. Thanks once again for tuning in.